0: says the peace of Messiah will guide your hearts you were called to him in one body and you be giving thanks to the Messiah you be giving thanks to the Messiah that's an interesting way to say that you be given thanks so it's interesting here to see that first of all the peace will guide your hearts not anxiety not fear you know, nowhere in the scripture does it say to be led by fear. As a matter of fact, there are many times in the scripture where Jesus rebuked his disciples for being afraid. Fear is not how we are led. Now, fear is a very strong force in the what I call the lower realm, in the world. It's a very strong force because if you'll look when a, I'll say a governor, but a, a leader wants to get a large group of people to do a certain thing, you will notice that nine times out of 10, the, the technique that is used to get a group of people to do a thing is fear. But you'll see throughout the scripture, because you also know Philippians 4, right? talks about the peace of God. But in this, in Colossians 3.15, it says the peace of Messiah will guide your hearts. So this is inside. Where's your heart? (laughs) It's inside, right? What's outside? Fear. But what's inside our hearts is the peace of God. So there, and 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 there's nowhere really you can go. People are like, oh my goodness, there's so much fear in the world right now. There's always been fear in the world. That's how the world is governed. The world is subject to fear through him who has the power of death, which was the devil. But Jesus, according to the book of Hebrews, took, which is the apostle Paul as well, took the keys of death and hell, and we are no longer... Subject to fear. So a lot of people say, don't be afraid, don't be afraid. And everyone's like, okay, but what should I be? That's a great question. Because if you just tell people what not to do, that's not really enough information. (laughs) Don't do this. Don't go left or right. Oh, well, which way can I go? Well, you can't go left or right. (laughs) You know. So if you say to somebody, stop being afraid, that's one thing. But if you say, as the scripture says, the peace of Messiah will guide your hearts. In other words, the peace of God, God's peace will govern the decision-making that you have in your life. God's peace will lead you into, because think about it like this, even in Psalms, you know, he leads me beside the still waters. He restores my soul, Psalm 23. I mean, where is God leading us? He's not leading us into fear, and he does not want us to be led by fear. We are supposed to resist fear, We are spo- but how do we resist it? We resist it with the peace of God. We resist it with the peace of God. That's how you resist it. You say, God, because it does God give us peace? Yes, but sit in that peace. Live in that peace. Don't try to get outside of that peace. Don't let the world try to govern you or rule you through fear fear is not of God it is comes it comes from the enemy and it comes for one reason to destroy you because it wants to put you under some type of governance so this is why you know now listen there's a fear of God I get it you know you don't want to do something uh, against the Lord and and basically it's kind of like the fear of um you know what do we say? The sun, <laughs> don't jump into the sun, bad idea. Why? Because it's the sun, it's very powerful. you know. And there's that same reverential awe and fear we have for God as well. But that's not the kind of fear that we're supposed to resist. That fear, we just are aware of, that's called the fear of Yahweh, the fear of the Lord. That's actually a good fear, right? But there's this other, incessant thing it just gnaws at people and why is it doing it it's trying to control us it's trying to get us to move outside of the peace of God and move into some type of um, uh, controlled system okay so what's controlling this system evil spirits they are they they're, they're there I mean where do you think they all went they're all just hanging out here why are they hanging out because they didn't have a resurrection and they certainly didn't go to heaven they're evil Right. So they're trying to govern the world, but we are not of the world. We're of of God. So we don't have to live like that. Now, we remember when we did so we can act like it if we wanted to. But the scripture saying, don't do that. Remember who you are. Remember, remember where you've been brought. Don't forget this part because the world doesn't know. So the world is going to, and what I mean by is the world system, because we don't see any separation in Christ. We're all in him, right? But the world system is governed through fear. It is led by fear. It's fear of one thing, fear of the next, fear of this, fear of that. But Christ has given us his peace and the peace guides us, not the fear. We resist fear. Yeah, but God told me this and he told me that. Did it bring fear? Well, that's not God then. God will never come to you with a message of fear. Never, never. Remember that. God does not come with a message of fear. Yep. Text. So listen, you were called to him in one body. (laughs) That's good. If you ever feel separated, know this, you are part of one body. If you say, I'm all by myself, know this, you're not. (laughs) You're in one body. God has brought you in. Jesus, Yeshua, has brought you in to his body. You are one with him. You are one spirit with him. Well, I've been to them churches, them people talk bad about me. Them people talk bad about other people. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm not talking about systems. And I'm not talking about people's bad behavior. I'm talking about where we have been brought. We have been brought into the body of Christ. And in that body, there is love. There is peace. There is joy. There is rivers of the spirit flowing. What do you think is flowing through our body? All these blood, these these veins and arteries and all of this is flowing through us. In our physical body, what's flowing through us? In our spiritual body, the life of Christ is running through us. So, when we want to know how we're connected, how am I connected in the body? Well, you got to believe the same thing we do, brother. Because if you don't believe the, listen, we think that the Book of Enoch should be in the Bible, and you don't. So, I think we, you, we need to be separated. Now, we're not. We're not in the same body. Not true. Not true. There are people that believe all sorts of different things and yet they believe in Christ and they are one. You have been, think about it like this too. You didn't do anything to get into the body of Christ. (laughs) He did it. (laughs) You just acknowledge this fact. So how could you get out of his body when he's the one that brought you in? If you decide to live a life devoid of this knowledge, that's a decision that you would have made, but not one that he made. He brought you in. So this is where when we're um contemplating what's happening in the world around us there's always going to be more bait you know what i mean there's always going to be fear bait hey i have something right here you want it it's fear see if you bite oh you're not afraid of that well look at this one this is a good one look at how big this is you want to eat that one don't fall for the bait don't bite on that don't chew fear Don't chew unbelief. Don't chew that stuff. Don't eat that stuff. Live in the body that you've been brought into, which is the body of Christ, the body of Yeshua. There is no separation. There's no separation in here. All of these weird ideas people have. And Look, don't let people get you into religious arguments. That's fear-based too. Oh, let's argue about this. Let's argue about that. You know, I had a a guy that we used to that I used to work with, and he used to say, "You know, they turned the the Bible the Bible from a book of life into a book of arguments." The Bible's not a book of arguments; it's a book of life. Now, can we have opinions? Yeah. Can we agree that we don't agree on that? We can. I was reading a book the other day. We are, we, are, we read this book. It's called um, uh, "Victorious Eschatology." It's about the partial preterist view, and we may teach it. Um, we may teach it for our church too. But it's a great book, and and it kind of expands on some of the things we learned um, a couple of years ago from uh, Justin Abraham when we you know they did that one on Matthew twenty four and twenty five. This is a whole book about the whole thing regarding end times eschatology. It's a spectacular book. But the two guys that wrote the book don't agree on on a couple things, and they and they write that in there, and they say, um, this guy thinks this, and this guy and and I think that, and they actually use it in the third person. So so and so thinks this, and so and so thinks that, and we're gonna give both views on it. And so this guy feels like he has a lot of evidence to back this up, and this guy feels like he has some evidence to back up. This up, two completely different opinions. They're in the same book. They actually helped write the book. They disagree on this. Yeah. How about that? It's it's amazing. They have completely different views. Is one of them right? I tend to like the ones better than the other. I think it has has more of a... Uh, uh, makes more sense to me. You know, but but this is... We used to think, well, well, yeah. Well, it depends on what part we're talking about. It's it's, a, it's got a lot of good stuff in it. But but this is the thing. We didn't come into a body to fight each other. Fear causes people to have these kind of things. And and, and if you look throughout the scriptures, you'll see that when we're still being trained, because you don't want your soul to be trained by another soul. That's not good training. That's, that's like when Jesus says, it's the blind leading the blind. You don't want to be soul trained. Trained by a soul. You want to be trained by the Spirit. The Spirit of life in Christ has set us free from the law of sin and death. So we no longer are subject to fear to be under bondage to it. Okay. But we've been set free from fear. We've been set free from bondage. We've been set free from slavery. This is the main thing Jesus has come to do. He's come to set us free. And where is the master fear? The master fear is the fear of death. Jesus rose from the dead, and he showed us once and for all that he has the keys to death and hell. He has the keys, or to death in the grave. He has those keys, and he raises the dead because he is the resurrection and the life. We no longer are subject to fear anymore. Now, does that change the frequency that we see in the earth? It doesn't because it's still here. It's still broadcasting its message it's radio signal of fear throughout the earth. And this is a continual cycle. This is not new. Oh my goodness, it's a new pandemic. Everyone should be afraid. I'm not gonna be afraid. I'm no, And this back and forth, right? Is that new? No, it's old. It's super old. It's been like this since the beginning. So what's new is us. <laughs> We're the new ones. If you wanna know about something new, this is what's new. The peace of Messiah will guide your hearts. You are called to him in one body. You are the new creation, and you are one body with him. Separations and divisions come because of the soul. The soul causes divisions. The soul causes arguments, divisiveness. And I'm talking about within the body, okay? Obviously, there's a a difference between in the body of Christ and out of the body of Christ. that's That division is just in place because you're either something in the body or out of the body. I'm talking about when you start to see people going around trying to divide up the church of Jesus Christ. He's not divided, he's one. Now, what is divided? The soul, <laughs> the soul is very divided. It, it goes into all different camps. That's why we have church camps. Well you're in this camp, you're in that camp and then when 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 you start to share you know what God has given to you, then the the uh, what do we say the the people who who go in and, and and make decisions come in and decide which camp they think you're a part of and and, and and if you're really out there then they don't even say you're in the camp they'll just kick you out of the whole thing in their head. but you're not outside of the camp, you're in the body of Christ and and you know there is such a diversity. Of, of the body of Christ it, it is mind-boggling how many different facets of Christ there are on the earth and so when we stop dividing and separating and saying this person's right and that person's wrong and this is good and that is bad and doing all this and we just start looking at the body for what it is we'll start to see facets of Christ that we've never seen before yeah. things that we may not have ever acknowledged before now we see beautiful expressions of the love of God through some, you know, I share some of these guys on Facebook and they're people you'd be like, who's this guy, Jamie and Sharon? This, this guy does, is he a Christian? You'd be like, yeah, he's a Christian. Look at the beauty of what God is sharing through this guy. He is a Christian. He knows the love of God. He knows Christ. It's amazing. But some, for some, it's too much. They're afraid. They're afraid of, of that expression of Christ because they've never seen it before. It's unknown to them. Oh, I don't know about these angels and all this kind of stuff, Jamin. You you're not supposed to talk to angels, you know. You could be talking to demons. How do you know? Where does it say that in the Bible? Well, it doesn't. They talk to angels a lot in the Bible. Usually the angel talked to them first and then they would talk back. But God's showing us these things. So there's aspects in and 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 understanding of god that when we put away fear when we put away that tormenting fear-based fear mentality christ says let me show you what i've made let me show you these aspects of my body that was given to you this part of the body which seems so weird to you <laughs> you know just a couple years ago is now so beautiful and amazing and and you can just appreciate god and what he's done in them so much you know, I I think about denominations that I would never even consider before. Oh, they're not spirit-filled. I don't believe in the Holy Ghost. And I go in there and the Lord's like, look. And I'm like, oh, this is amazing. And you can see that expression of God's love in everyone. It's in people, though, remember. People are like, oh, we need a new movement. You don't need a new movement. Oh, we need a new revival. You don't need a revival. You're already revived. Why are you reviving yourself? When did you die? <laughs> Stay alive. <laughs> <laughs> I believe in revivals. I've been in many revivals. They're amazing, beautiful moves of God. What I'm saying is, is that as we're growing in our understanding, we don't feel like we need to go get another thing. We can live out of our oneness and our unity in Christ. We can allow the peace of the Messiah to guide us. Walk in the peace of God. I, I have peace to go in this direction. I have peace to follow after this. Well, what if I mess up? Well, keep following peace. How do you know you even messed up? Well, it didn't work out. You know, I've had times where I was following the peace of God to do a certain thing. I did it. It didn't do anything like I thought it was supposed to, and I asked the Lord why, and he said, it's for this, this, and this. I was was doing a thing I thought for a certain reason, but that's not the reason I was doing it. I was doing it for another reason that the Lord told me about later. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so I didn't think it was successful, but it was highly successful because it was what the Lord was leading me into. It wasn't something I came up with my out of my head. I don't even know what's happening. Half the time, I don't know what's happening. You know why? Because that's how you live in the spirit. Jesus even said it. Jesus is up there talking. He goes, listen, I only say what I hear. Mm-hmm. Well, did you study a lot, Jesus? I only, I only say what I hear. He's one with the Father. You're one with the Father and the Son and the Spirit. Can we trust him? Yes, you can trust him. (laughs) Your soul is like, what is wrong with you? (laughs) But your spirit's like, this is good stuff, man. Learn. Let me teach you something, soul. Let me teach you what it means to be in the Spirit, to follow the peace of God. Because remember, fear comes from without peace comes from within. Why from within? Because that's where Jesus' home is. Now you say, oh, can't let fear in. You can't let fear in. Fear has no place in you. You're in Christ. What happens is, is our soul is convinced of a certain thing that's not true. And that's what gets us into these types of things. So God will never come to you with a message of fear, ever. This never happens. And any time you see Jesus speaking to his disciples, he he rebukes them a number of occasions for being full of fear. Jesus is not full of fear. That is not a language he understands. Fear is faith in reverse. It's faith in the worst thing to happen. It's an unseen realm. (laughs) It doesn't exist. But people engage in this. And like I said, this type of frequency, I call it a frequency, because, you know, what's another word for frequency? Another word for energy. Power. Well, you can't use energy. That's new age. Well, we use power. You should be living out of the energy of God. Oh, you can't say the energy of God. You sound new age. Well, what, what what are we supposed to say? The power of God. It's the same thing, guys. Power and energy. Does God give you energy? Who needs energy? You know, get your battery charged with God. Woo! That's that's energy. You know, I need energy today. Where am I going to get it from? I'm going to get it from God. He's giving me energy, a download of energy into my inner man. Woo! There we go. Moving forward now. Moving out of the spirit. Moving in the spirit and out of the soul. Out of fear and into faith and into the life of God. You were called to him. Who, oh, no, I, I I I came into him when I accepted him. No, he accepted you. You just agreed. <laughs> That's what the prayer is, guys. It's you agreeing. Yeah, but I have to keep him now. I I, I got to work hard to keep God in me or he'll just like say, oh, I don't like it here anymore. I'm leaving. No, he called you. You were called to him in one body. And you weren't called to him in a divided body either. His body's not divided. People who say it's divided are just living out of fantasy. His his body's not divided. What is divided is the soul. The soul divides everything. Everything is divided and quantified and categorized and defined and put in books and written about and blah, 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 blah. That's the soul, right? Because that's what the soul does really well. But it does it terribly in the spirit. It's, it's a terrible mess when it tries to get into spiritual things because it just doesn't get it. That's why the soul should not be trained by the soul. You should be trained by the spirit. So let's go into that for a second. What does that mean to be trained by the spirit, Jamin? Aren't you talking to me right now? These are words that my soul understands. Okay, let me just show you some things. First of all, giving thanks to the Messiah. This is a door, by the way. So you say, you were called to him in one body and you give thanks to the Messiah, right? So we have this door. Now you come in through Thanksgiving. You're in. If you ever say I want to be in the spirit, just start thanking God for all sorts of stuff. You just go right in the spirit. Thank you God. Thank I was thanking God for my air conditioner. I was so thankful because it was broken and now it's working. And I was like, "Yes." I was just so thankful in the van. And I was just so thankful to God and I could just I was just expressing my thankfulness to him. Thank you that this air conditioning is working now. It was not working. It's 98 degrees out and I was just just in all of these things. God, thank you so much for this tree. I love this tree. This is such a great tree. Thank you for these animals and all these things outside and for this beautiful thing that you gave me. I didn't even know that this was possible, but now I have it. I'm so thankful for this. You know, these are doors that open up. You know, if you want to say, let's go in the spirit, start to thank God. Start to thank God for things. You know what fear does? It complains. Remember we were reading in Hebrews about how the children of Israel couldn't enter into the rest last week? Well, one of the things that they were doing is they were complaining. They were complaining the whole time. They were shutting that door. Shut, 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 shut that door. So to, to really engage in the spirit of Christ and to engage with the body of Jesus, give thanks to the Messiah. Because if anything, you can find things. There are things all around us to give thanks. God, thank you for this air that's going into my lungs right now. I don't even know how you did that, but that's amazing and I'm thankful for it. So this is these are gates. This is a humongous door into the spirit and it's an obvious one, <clears throat> which is why the frequency of the world is to get you to complain and to tell you about the things that are wrong. Here's what's wrong today. I have the news for you. Here's what's wrong. This is wrong and that is wrong and this is wrong and that is wrong and this is wrong and that is wrong and this is wrong and that is wrong. And you thought this was good, but it wasn't. It was wrong, too. And so now at the end of the day, you have many, many things to complain about. I'm complaining about Joe Biden. I'm complaining about Donald Trump. I'm, claiming, claiming, I'm complaining about Vladimir Putin. I'm cla- you don't even know these people. <laughs> you, I've never met any of them, okay? And here I am firsthand engaging with complaining about people that I don't even know, let alone complaining about people that I do know. I mean, come on. <laughs> it's crazy. <laughs> so, you know, what we really want to do here is we want to understand, okay, that the peace of Messiah guides our hearts. We were called to him. He called us. Hello, I hear you. I'm, I'm in, right? And you be giving thanks to the Messiah, giving thanks to the Messiah. Now, how are we Spirit trained instead of soul trained. Okay, again, soul train. 1970 show where people were dancing. Not what I'm talking about. That His Word will reside in you richly with all wisdom. So first of all, who is the Word? Jesus. That Jesus, His Word, will reside in you richly. Now, people are like, oh, well, I read a lot of books. I read a lot of. I read a lot of Bible interpretation books and scripture books and Bible translations and I'm super smart and I have the word in me richly with all wisdom. Oh, well, I have wisdom. Well, where do you get wisdom from? You get it from God, the spirit of wisdom. So just because you read it doesn't mean you have wisdom. Have you ever seen some of the online YouTube theologians? Just watch a couple of them, you'll realize what I'm talking about. They say some crazy stuff. I've seen, I've seen some stuff. I'm like, they literally just made that up out of their head. There's not even a scripture even close to what they just said. <laughs> but they just put, but they're they produce videos, they put them out there, and people just watch these things. They're like, oh, I'm on online church. I'm like, are you listening to these guys? Because <laughs> they're not even reading the scriptures. <laughs> and and listen. You don't have to go to Bible school to teach the scriptures. Yeah, you don't. It's the word that's in you that you teach. You see what I'm saying? It's the word that's in you that you share. The word of God is in you, and now it's in you richly. You share from that. You see what I'm saying? I... I, lo- I read all sorts of stuff. I like reading and learning stuff. Not everybody does. That's fine. Not everybody does that. That doesn't. That's not a qualification for ministering the word of God. The word of God is the love of God. People minister all the time with very little words. They don't even use a lot of words. One or two words and all the rest of it is just stuff that they do. Some people teach. They have a gift to teach. I'm one of those people. I use more words. That's okay. That's just a thing that I do. You don't have to do that. That's not how, that may not be how you minister. You may minister a different way, but you still have the word in you richly and you're ministering out of the love of God in the spirit to the people around you. You could use words or not use words. It doesn't matter. It's the frequency, the energy, the power that you're operating in. Paying for someone's groceries, helping somebody carry stuff to their car, just saying a kind word, going and visiting people in the hospital. Doing things like that out of the energy of the spirit, not out of works, not to prove something. Oh, I'm, I'm very spiritual. I have to do spiritual things now. No, you're in the spirit because you operate out of the love of God. The reason that you're doing these things is because you love God and he loves the people and you are responding to that frequency of love, that energy, that power, God's power within you is, 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 um, in a way his power actually compels us to do things. And why are we doing them? Because he's doing them through us. So look, that his word will reside in you richly with all wisdom, verse 16. Second part says this, be teaching and training your souls. Here we go. We're teaching and training our souls. And how are we doing them? With psalms and with glory songs. With the music of the spirit wind. Be making music with grace. Where? In your hearts to God. Be teaching and training your souls. Have you ever sat real quiet and a song just is coming up on the inside of you? Where's that coming from? It's coming out of your heart. You ever stop for a second and listen to the lyrics of the words? I do it all the time. Why is that? Because there's a message inside that song. That's a song that Jesus is singing over you in your heart. Because he loves you. Be teaching and training your souls with psalms, with glory songs. So we also have these songs of the Spirit, the songs in the glory realm where we sing. And you may have had some experiences with these. These are the kind of songs that we sing here at the beginning. We just kind of go in. We just start singing out of the Spirit. With the music of the Spirit wind. Be making music with grace in your hearts to God. See what it's saying here? Be making music with grace. Where? In your hearts. The sound that comes from heaven is a song. It's a frequency of God's love. It's in our hearts. And as that song starts to kind of comes up from the inside of us, be making music with grace in your hearts to God. But remember, you got to remember all the other stuff that was before this too about the peace of the Messiah guiding us about be, how we're all in one body we're all giving thanks to the Messiah through that gate through that door that the word is in us richly with all wisdom you know you you, you got to remember something guys you got to remember this the scriptures are ordained of God the scriptures that we have our bibles god's word is his actual words you, wrote Now, not all the words in our Bibles are actually God's words because God doesn't talk through the whole Bible. Other people are talking. But it's written the way that it happened. But see, God's word resides in us richly with all wisdom. Remember when Jesus was 12 years old and he's in the temple and he's instructing the the, 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 the teachers of the law? And they're like, how in the world does he know all this stuff? Because he is the word. So that word is in us. That word is instructing us in all wisdom. See what I'm saying? It's not a mental thing, it's a spiritual thing. Say, but I don't know the right words to say. Let the Spirit of God teach you. Now, should you read your Bibles? Anybody, anybody? Yeah, read your Bibles. How is that going to get in you unless you read it? You want your soul to connect with those scriptures. That's why I read from the scriptures. Now, I read other books too, but you know what are in those other books? Scriptures. <laughs> it's other people writing books with scriptures in them. It's okay, you can do that. People get very legalistic about this. And 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 God is not like that. It's not legalist, legalism, okay? His word is true. His word resides in us. Stay away from people who... Stay away from teachers who do not regard the scriptures as God's word. That's not good. The scriptures are God's word. They're, well, here's what I'll say about the scriptures. They're the testimony. So think about that in a court of law. You have a testimony. You have a witness who gives a testimony. So we have the testimony of men and women throughout time who were witnesses Of God don't slander their testimony it's highly spiritual and guess what else that's their book in heaven whoa that's their testimony so you're building out your testimony right now it's written in heaven you're fulfilling it on the earth but that's their testimony and guess what they were moved by the Spirit according to Peter you can read this very clearly. This isn't ideas they just came up with out of their head. They were moved on by the Holy Spirit and they wrote down what they experienced and what happened. This is their testimony. Stay away from people who slander the testimony and belittle the testimony of the saints. They do. There's people out there doing that. And they call themselves Bible teachers too. Terrible. Stay away from that, because God sent his word. He delivered it to certain people, and they wrote down what he said. So for us to speak against the scriptures is to speak against the Lord. So again, just want to clarify that. The word of God should be held with the utmost honor, because it is his words that he wrote down. He moved on men and women throughout time and he gave them a message and they spoke that message and that should be highly cherished. Now there is a massive blessing that comes on you when you regard the scriptures and when you honor the scriptures and when you find the scriptures, you look in the scriptures for things, you know, that God is telling us. How do we know this? Because it says it in the scriptures themselves. You say, well, the scriptures are testifying of themselves. Yes, they are. But you know what else is testifying of the scriptures? The Spirit. What Spirit? The Spirit of the Lord. The Scriptures talk about how there is a, a witness on the earth. The Spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of holiness, which is the Spirit of God, the third part of the Trinity, agrees. If you look in the book of Acts, it says that they would preach the word and that the Spirit would confirm the word with signs following. In other words, they would speak the scriptures, they would preach Jesus, crucified and risen from the dead, and when they were done preaching that message, the Holy Spirit came and confirmed that message with signs following that message. People were healed, raised from the dead, delivered. Why? Why was that happening? That was the spirit saying, yes, that is correct. That is the correct message. Let me show you. Jesus heals the sick. Boom. Raises the dead. Boom. Delivers people out of financial bondage. Boom. Delivers people with mental sicknesses. Boom. Healed. Delivered. Set free. Confirmed. Why? Because the message is the message of. That is the A OK. This is the right message. This is the gospel. This is the good news. I'm confirming this message with signs following. (laughs) It's a good message. There is an activation that takes place when that message is delivered. What kind of activation? An activation of deliverance. People being set free. What kind of things could you be set free from? Fears, one. Fear is one you can be set free from. And who sets you free from fear? The Spirit of the Lord sets us free from fear. Why is that? Because fear is torment and bondage, and God sets us free from that, so we don't have to be afraid because he's given us his peace. He replaces it with something good. God never takes something bad without replacing it with something good. If you had demons, they got out, and then what came in its place? The Holy Spirit came and filled you. And now you're filled with the Spirit speaking in other tongues and filled with the goodness of God. Why? Why is that because he doesn't want em- anybody empty you're filled with him you've been brought into his body he called you into his body give thanks to the messiah make music with grace in your hearts to god so be aware of this music that comes up from the inside of you this music of the spirit it's inside it's not you know you get an in they call them earworms an ear, I'm not talking about an earworm. An earworm is like a, a pop song that you hear and it's just like stuck in your head all day long. It could be. It's possible. It's possible. You know, like I said, it could it could be one of them, but it might not be. But what I'm saying is is allow the spirit to work within your heart when you hear the the cause usually it's a it's a song that has something to do with the Lord. You know, like we were we were even seeing it doesn't have to be part of the praise and worship, you know, circuit. Um, it can be any song, really. You know, we were listening to, you know, I think Evan the other uh, couple years ago, there, there was a certain song about um, from, from the Toy Story movie that was coming up out of his spirit and he realized it was a, the Lord's message to him and about him calling him into um, fellowship with him in a close way in an intimate way but it was a song from the toy story movie well i don't think the guy who wrote the toy story movie was like praise the lord i feel the spirit now i'm gonna write this down but it was a message that god had within that song so it's not like he's far away like oh we better have another you know worship set or i can't get a message across to anybody that's not how that works he 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 delivers his message through all the things he's made he's not limited in any way to anything you know, it, it's great when we have that and it's great when we come together and that's why when we have our church services, it's so good to have those because there's a there's a synergy, a, an, an activation of energy in the spirit when people come together and meet in one place or even online or however because there's now this agreement that's taking place. It's an agreement in the spirit. So again, when you're praying and you have a couple people, they come into agreement on that thing and now you have this amazing um, activation of energy, power, Um, that becomes available through this agreement. Again, an agreement's very powerful, which again gets back to my other point of why the soul likes to divide everything. When things are divided, they're weak. You gotta remember, this is what he's doing. He is, (laughs) the Lord is reminding us that he called us into one body. Don't see yourself divided. See yourself one. There's churches all over this county all over the county south of here and north of here, there's Christian people everywhere. They're in one body. Oh, you don't go to my church. You go to another church. Oh, I go to this church. What about you? Oh, they do, they, they believe in this. Well, they believe, well, that church is a woke church. That's the one. <laughs> it's woke. They believe everything's woke. Well, maybe they do. Well, that's confusing for them. But you know what? There's probably people in that church that know the Lord really well, just like there's people in every church that know the Lord, and you've been brought into his body anyway. Why? Why am I making divisions? Why am I making separations when God didn't make them? God didn't make those divisions. I did. And if I didn't do it, someone else did. Listen, words, symbols, books, you know. Should you have tenets of faith? Yeah, I have tenets of faith on our website, what we believe. Why is that? So people know that we actually are a Christian church and not some, you know, weird thing that we just did. But it's not for division, it's for unity. So know that God's brought you into one body, giving thanks to the Messiah, that his word would be in you, teaching and training your soul. So whenever you feel like that frequency of fear, because like I said, I, I, I I can tell that people are dealing with that right now. And why is that? It's not just the articles that I read because there's actually articles that say everybody's dealing with fear right now. So I, I yeah, I get that too. But I also know that sometimes, you know, when when the world system, because it's an entire system, it operates under a certain set of laws. When when the system is ready to go into this next phase, it and it needs everyone to listen to it, it makes them afraid. And and a lot of people, which is this is the most amazing thing, um are not doing it. They're just refusing. And the only way that you can do that, the only way that you can resist fear is to accept the peace of God and accept the love of God. Because the love of God, as it matures in us, it drives out all the fear. There's no fear in us because of God's love. And we shouldn't be led by fear. So we have two things here. How does does fear get eradicated? Well, the love of God matured in us. As we mature in God's love, as we mature in who we are in Christ, That love, maturity in us, drives out all the fear, and there is no fear that can have any capture of us. But I also wanted to bring up the fact, not only should should we not receive a message of fear, but certainly do not be led by fear. Do not allow fear to dictate decisions that you make, but allow the peace of the Messiah to guide you. Allow the peace of the Messiah to guide you. Oh, you shouldn't do that, Jamin. I've heard the blah, blah, blah. But the peace of the Messiah is speaking to me. So what am I listening to? I'm going to listen to the peace of the Messiah. Yeah, but I've got some people, they did, and then they said this, and you, and you, blah, 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 blah. And they go on and on, right? You should be afraid. Oh, no, I'm not going to be afraid. Why is that? Well, because I'm following the peace of God. Oh, well, all right, fine. <laughs> now they don't want to say anything to you. <laughs> Well, we don't have to talk about that. We talk about something else. Okay, sounds good. <laughs> why is that? You're stubborn. I'm not stubborn. I'm following the peace of God. <laughs> God told me. God told me what to do. I'm gonna keep doing it. Why is that? And I have total peace about it. Why? Why do I have peace? Because I spoke to the Lord about it. He told me. Now, what would happen if I just do whatever everybody else tells me because I'm afraid? What? What? What disappeared first? Peace. <laughs> when the peace disappears, be like, wait a minute. What did I just do? Let's go back. <laughs> Because I should be following after peace. I should be, now not just any peace, the peace that comes from God, the peace that's within, that's guiding your heart, not your head, your heart. Difference, your heart thinks, you know. Follow the peace of God that he, he himself has put it in your heart. You don't have to go get it, it's already there. You just have to listen to it. If you want to be guided by it, that is. So you were called to him. He called us. So again, resisting fear, resisting a message of fear, resisting the idea that we're going to be led by fear. I'm going to do this now, and I'm going to do that now, and I'm going to do. And and again, it's the frequency of the world, it's the way it works. I mean, think about all the things that you can see that are just 100% fear based. There's entire industries that's just about. Here's the 17 things you can be afraid of. Give us some money and we'll make sure that if that stuff ever happens to you, you can pay for it. Well, maybe that's something you should get. I'm not against insurance. I have insurance. But should I be led by fear? No. Do I have insurance? I do. I have a legal requirement to have insurance for most things. But am I going to be led by fear? No. No, I'm not. Why is that? Because I have the peace of God. And what does the peace of God do? It guides me. What else, is the, what else does the love of God do? The love of God tells me that God's going to take care of me. If God loves me, if he truly loves me, would he not care for me? Would he not take care of me? Would he not make sure that the things that I need in my life are taken care of? Would he not ensure that I remain healthy and in good shape? Wouldn't that love that's within me, that God's put within me, wouldn't that that answer every fear-based question that the enemy would try to bring into my mind or the world would try to bring into my mind? Yeah, because God loves me. He truly loves me. And he will take care of me. And he will show us the right way. Yeah, maybe there's some things you should do. You remember? Well, when he told Noah that he was gonna flood the earth, Noah's not like, hey, God, you'll take care of me. I'm good," he said. "No, build an ark." He's <laughs> <It's> like, "Okay," <laughs> he he did he did do something. He built an ark, but he did it because he was loved by God, and God told him build an ark. So I'm not saying that. Remember, the peace of God is guiding your hearts, which means you're going somewhere, you're doing something, but you're doing it out of the peace of God. If you know something in your heart, but you're not being led by fear, and you're not allowing fear, and you, you're being led by peace, and you and you got to watch this because. You get into conversations with people, okay, you start work, You start going the wrong direction in the spirit, and now you've built up this, this little fear cycle from things that you've discussed because you started to establish something with your words that should not have ever been established. So always speak out of the love of God, speak out of the peace of God. You don't need to go down that path to prove a point. You don't, you don't. Because remember what I said, The world controls people through fear. Well, if you don't do that, you know, I mean, sometimes people need to know, get out of the road. There's cars coming. Okay. So you may need to say it with a little bit of gusto. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But on the other hand, let God's peace. So you may have a message, danger ahead. Go this way. That's your peace. Okay just cuz remember it wasn't a message uh, that something bad could happen it's a message of fear so if if you have an obstacle that's just an obstacle now you have an overcoming part that's the peace of god you see how you do it you don't you don't just live out of this place where you're reacting to messages that that the world is giving you to be afraid of this thing now be afraid of that thing now be afraid of this thing Oh that wasn't enough to make you afraid now be and this living in this constant state and cycle instead live out of the peace listen you may be a person and i know people like this who's just aware of different things you're just aware of things that happen with your body things that are happening around you you're aware you're a politics guy maybe your sports is politics i don't do sports i do politics that's my sports right so you do politics you get on you watch all the crazy stuff they're doing. It's fascinating to you. It's crazy. You know, I I had a whole write up yesterday I was gonna put on and I'm like, isn't this an accurate appraisal? I asked Kim and she goes, it is. I said, do you think it's gonna help anybody? She's like, no. <laughs> I said, well, I didn't think so either. I'm gonna delete it. But it was, a gr- it was a great appraisal of some political topic, right? But is it gonna help anyone? No, it's not gonna help anyone. It's not because it's just an analysis of something That doesn't help anybody. So I'm like, I'm not going to post that. It's fine, right? Again, be careful about these spirit winds that are flowing in and out and all this kind of stuff that you see. Allow the Lord to guide you into peace. You know, should we be aware of the weather? Yes. Should we be aware of politics? I think you should be aware of politics. You should know what's going on. But pray. Come on, people. Pray. Don't you realize they're like we have to vote yeah you have to vote but what's really gonna make the difference as we've learned prayer <laughs> praying in the spirit you know do you carry America in your heart are you holding America in your heart this country founded by men and women who love God and wanted a place to to just love God and worship God and give us the freedoms God didn't cause us. They're trying to change that message, but it's still there. You can't change the foundations of a thing once it's already built. It's already done. They're just trying to tear it down. But, you know, in the spirit, as we're praying for America, praying for godly leaders, it is absolutely going to take godly leaders at this point. You're not just going to get a good guy in there. The good guys aren't going to work. You have to have men and women who operate in the spirit of holiness in the spirit of righteousness, in the spirit of the Lord. It's going to take that, not the other. Oh, he's a nice guy. Uh, yeah, but he's going to get tore up. Why is that? Because America was founded on certain spiritual principles. And the leaders have to be in that same spot. A lot of them aren't, but I will tell you, a lot of them are. And they do listen to God. And they do pray. And they do ask God for wisdom. And that's what we should be doing. We should be praying for them. Instead of worrying about them and complaining about them and doing this and that, we need to be praying. And yeah, I know there's some, you know what, everybody's all surprised. This is a little current events if you ever hear it later on. Everyone's all surprised when somebody does something really terrible and wicked. Oh my goodness, it's so wicked. The world is coming to an end. Oh please, stop being so impressed with the devil. You know what I'm saying? Okay, yeah, it's wicked. We get it. But it's not like we hadn't seen this before. That's not a big deal. Okay, we know there's wicked people. Okay, great. What would he do? You know, let's be enthralled with Jesus. Let's be impressed by him. He's actually impressive. Wickedness is not impressive. Jesus is impressive. Wait till, what? Let's just observe what he's already done. And then let's look and then hold things in our heart and watch what he's gonna do. So again, these are activations we can do in God. If something's bothering you, hold it in your heart and pray for it. Pray for it, release the energy of God, the the energy of love, the, the power of God, the power of his love into a situation that needs it. Does there need to be unity? Yes, but where does it come from? Being in Christ, walking in the love of God. Do we disagree on topics? Yes, we definitely do disagree on topics. And why is that? It's just because we all look at it from different angles. It's fine. I don't see any big deal about it. You know, I teach partial preterist end time doctrine. Who cares? Oh, yeah, that's that's false doctrine. Not a, no, it's not false doctrine. The early church fathers taught that too. They did. They totally did. <laughs> so the other stuff is new. It's like 100 years old. You know, so... But it's okay. You know why? Because we love Jesus, and we're, and we're all in his body together. And we may have different ideas and different things, but we all know who brought us in. Oh, we all know who brought us in. It's the same person, the Messiah, Yeshua. He loves us all so much. So allow your souls to be trained by the Spirit. So when I sing a song in the Spirit, now I can speak in another language, in a tongue the Bible talks about if I pray in the tongue of men and angels. Well, if I pray in the tongue of men and angels and don't have love, I'm a sounding gong or a clanging cymbal, it says in Corinthians. But guess what? Apparently, I can pray in a a tongue of men and angels. Apparently, that's something that I can do because it says that if I do this without love. So that means I can do it with love. Ah, interesting. So here's things that we can do. If I speak in the tongue of men and of angels with love, in love, by holding things in my heart, releasing the love of God into a situation, teaching and training your souls with Psalms. So sing those songs out loud. You may hear them and just hum them, or maybe it's not in English. Oh, we're just praying. We're just engaging in the Spirit. We're just, we're not engaging in the soul. We're engaging in the Spirit. Do I understand the words I'm saying in my soul? No, I don't. Why is that? I'm praying in the Spirit, I'm praying in another language. So what's happening to my soul? It's being taught. It's learning. I'm teaching and training my soul with glory songs. The music, the frequency of the Spirit wind. So there's a frequency that God has. It's a different frequency than from the lower realm. Be making music with grace in your hearts to God. So again, this is not just our mind. The word is in us richly, and now we're teaching in the spirit, you see? So we have this gate, the door, through Christ. We have the word in us. He is the word. And now we can begin to teach, and we can begin to train our souls. How? With these psalms. With these glory songs. With the music of the spirit. Okay? It's coming from in, deep inside. So when you're quiet, and you can hear those songs coming up, just hum them. hmm Get that melody. Just take that step out, out onto the water. Just take that step out. Just start saying, singing it, humming it. You know, even if it's quiet at the beginning, you can be quiet. it's okay. There's nobody around, right? I'm doing it on camera. so <laughs> right? But you're doing it with no one around. Being quiet, right? Being quiet, being still, you know, allow the spirit to just speak through you. Be trained by the spirit. Learn to put your soul under the spirit. You know, just like we do our meditations, this is the same thing. But it's in the spirit wind of, of Christ, the spirit, the spirit wind of, the, of holiness in the frequency music side. Okay, so this is another side of it. So anyway, so in conclusion, remember, allow the peace of Messiah to guide your hearts. Resist fear. Do not be led by fear. Do not, in other words, I'm talking about that tormenting fear. I'm talking about anxiety, fear, that kind of thing that just sits there and gnaws at you. I'm not talking about, get out of the road, there's a car. That is just, get out of the road, there's a car. That's completely different. I'm talking about like, well, what if this happens? And what if that happens? And what if it, and look what they did to this person. And what if that kind of thing. It's like fear of the future, fear of this, fear of that. All of those kind of things. Throw that away. You've been accepted in the love of God. Resist that. Jesus isn't coming to you with a message of fear. Even if he tells you about something that needs to be done, it's not to make you afraid. It's so that you do something about it. Just do the thing. Don't worry about it. Just do it. It's okay. You don't have to be afraid first. You can just do it. (laughs) That's not a requirement. But we have been trained by the world to be afraid first because that's how they control people. That's how religious systems control people. They control them through fear. They do. Jesus did not ever bring anybody. Even when Peter stood up and he preached on the day of Pentecost in Acts, he said, repent. He just said, look, just change your mind. Jesus rose from the dead. This is the reason why we are here preaching to you right now with words that you probably are astounded that we're using. Why Why are you astounded? Well, because the spirit of the Lord is on us. We are, we are filled with the spirit right now. You should be filled with the spirit too. He didn't come. He just said, this is the way it is. This is the good news. The bad news is staying the way you are. <laughs> come into the light, come into the kingdom, come into the presence of God. Repent of the way you used to think about Jesus. He is the Messiah. He is the one who has saved the world from their sins. Come in to his body, come into the fullness of him. This is the good news. That's what Peter was saying. You know, some of them had to get a stern rebuke. Simon the sorcerer, may you perish in your money that you're greedy with. You know, you could use that message for a lot of modern-day churches. I'm just saying that, maybe I shouldn't have said that, but it's true, people trying to get money. Don't do it, just don't do it, just repent. Metanoia, change your mind. So what do we have here? We have God's peace, he gave it to us. I gotta go find some peace. You have it, it's in you, it guides your hearts. If it's guiding my heart, that means it's in my heart. You don't guide your car from outside your car Unless you have a Tesla with automatic driving. You guide your car from inside your car. The peace can guide your car because it's in your car. Just let it take the wheel. (laughs) Jesus, take the wheel. Peace, take the wheel, right? Let the peace guide you. Amen? All right, I'll pray to close it off. (sighs) Father, we thank you that we're in you. You're in us. We're one spirit with the Lord. We love you so much. You're so good to us. Thank you for filling us with the Spirit of God, with the Spirit of the Lord. We just drink in. We drink in. We drink in of the Spirit today. Filled with the Spirit. Not filled with fear. We're filled with the Spirit. Drink in of the Spirit today, everyone. Drink in of the Spirit today. Be filled with the Spirit. Be filled with the Spirit of the Lord today. Don't get drunk with wine, but be filled with the Spirit. Be filled. Be filled. Be filled today. Hallelujah. We love you, Lord. Thank you for leading and teaching us, training us in the Spirit, teaching us things in the Spirit, teaching our souls how to be entertained by the Spirit. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen.